Welcome to Inside Tech with Herbert Smith Freehills. I'm Annalisa Hager, Special Counsel in our Competition Regulation and Trade Practice. And I'm Amalia Stone, Special Counsel in our Corporate IP Practice. In today's episode, we're talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning algorithms and the implications for competition law and consumers. In July this year, the ACCC released the final report of its digital platforms inquiry. The report places a large emphasis on the impact of digital platforms on the supply of news and journalistic content, but also contains interesting observations on how algorithms are likely to impact Australian competition and consumer law. Competition authorities in other jurisdictions are now following the ACCC's example and launching similar inquiries of their own. This is a topic of interest across the world. Amalia, perhaps you could outline what a machine learning algorithm is? Sure. An algorithm is a sequence of instructions that performs a calculation or other problem-solving operation when supplied with input data. A machine learning algorithm is a type of artificial intelligence, or AI, where the algorithm has the ability to learn and improve from experience without being explicitly programmed and usually without human review. In other words, it's a computer accessing and using data and then learning from this process over time. What we've seen recently is increased interest in how these algorithms will impact on competition law and in particular how they might facilitate collusion. Collusion refers to coordinate conduct between competitors. Collusive activity falls on a spectrum with cartel agreements at one end and unilateral or independent conduct at the other. Perhaps, Annalisa, you could go into how algorithms facilitate collusion. Yes, so as discussed in a previous HSF Inside Tech podcast, experts and competition authorities are increasingly recognising that algorithms make collusion, both explicit collusion or tacit collusion, easier and quicker than ever before. Hmm. So by collusion, I'm referring to agreements that involve the exchange of assurances about future intentions on the part of the parties, either through an explicit agreement, uh, such as a contract, or an arrangement or understanding. Algorithms might also be used to enhance the conditions that make tacit collusion possible. Tacit collusion occurs where competitors independently take actions consistent with, but not due to, an agreed strategy. Unlike explicit agreements, arrangements or understandings, tacit collusion is generally not prohibited by competition law. So how can machine learning algorithms or AI present issues in terms of collusion? Collusion between algorithms can occur when each algorithm is coded to make its decisions based on predictions of the best responses and dominant strategies of other competitors in the market. If two machine learning algorithms, through a process of data analysis and strategy iteration, begin to collude unbeknownst to the suppliers that implemented them, how should competition law respond? For liability to arise onto competition law in relation to collusion, there must be some form of agreement or understanding between the competitors. It may be difficult to say that two suppliers that adopted the machine learning algorithms had a meeting of minds, but from a consumer's perspective, the outcome of machine learning algorithms reaching an agreement is no different to the two suppliers reaching an agreement. This brings us to a further concern of the ACCC and regulators worldwide in relation to AI and algorithms, and that is consumer trust. That's right. Anything a consumer can't see happening for themselves is likely to be suspect. And this holds very true for consumers and AI, which is inherently not transparent. 
So analysis of large data sets when done by humans is incredibly time consuming and expensive, but at least that analysis can be reverse engineered. The human can be asked to explain themselves. An AI that's trained itself on the most effective or efficient way to analyze a large data set for a particular outcome might take a little more probing to be understood. Some uses of AI for large data set analysis impact less directly on humans as consumers. For instance, an AI used by German online retailer Otto of an AI application that's 90% accurate in forecasting what will be sold over the next month has helped it to hold the appropriate level of inventory, cut costs of holding excess stock, cutting waiting time for consumers and reducing returns. Others include use of AI for oil and gas mining, weather projection, buy-sell decisions on the stock exchange, and these kinds of uses are mostly consumer trust neutral. Then, on the other hand, you've got uses of AI that fit classic ethical conundrums that used to be just thought experiments but are now become reality. AI is being used in self-driving autonomous vehicles with some well-publicised initial unfortunate accidents, and these kinds of incidents are hugely concerning for consumers. Other uses of AIs that impact on consumers cause concern around bias, where the AI is trained or allowed to train itself on data that itself is biased and helps develop biased rules. For instance, facial recognition developed in a largely white population might lead to inherently biased flagging. Algorithms used to determine mortgage rates or credit ratings for applicants for credit cards have been accused of recommending higher rates or worse credit rating for non-white applicants or for women. AI developed for initial reviews of CVs submitted through online platforms have also been accused of learning to prefer male applicants for particular posts. While there's a plethora of anti-discrimination laws out there to protect individuals against discrimination, the first step to seeking redress is knowing that you've been discriminated against in the first place. So I think it's fair to say there's a level of distrust from consumers about the ways in which an AI that impacts on their lives may be biased against them, knowing that they might not be able to find out ever if this is actually the case. And this general concern has been echoed and acknowledged by the ACCC. So in its digital platforms inquiry report, the ACCC made an observation that a lack of transparency, including in relation to the black box operation of various algorithms, can have the substantial economic cost of deterring consumers from participating in markets. It's partly for this reason that the ACCC has recommended that a specialist digital platforms branch be established within the ACCC to build on and develop expertise in digital markets and the use of algorithms and AI. It will have the purpose of proactively monitoring and investigating instances of potentially anti-competitive conduct and conduct that causes consumer harm by digital platforms. The Specialist Digital Platforms Branch will also be able to take action to enforce competition and consumer laws relating to the conduct of digital platforms and conduct inquiries to investigate consumer harm and impediments to the efficient and effective operation of markets in which digital platforms operate. This is an extensive and wide-ranging recommendation, particularly when you consider that the ACCC isn't suggesting that digital platforms are necessarily contravening the law. Rather, the ACCC is concerned that the markets in which digital platforms are operating are not functioning effectively or efficiently, leading to suboptimal outcomes for market participants, including consumers. 
One way that AI is distorting the proper functioning of markets currently relates to product reviews, something that consumers like to check all the time. In e-commerce, consumer feedback and reviews can be a critical source of market regulation in instances where legal recourse might be difficult to achieve. However, AI can be and is allegedly is being used to create reviews that are indistinguishable from real consumer reviews, deep fakes that can't be disproven. AI is also alleged to have been used in elections to create and promulgate fake news stories on digital platforms, and a startup two years ago called Liebird claimed it could clone a person's voice by training on only one minute of audio. That connected with a large pool of voice recording data held by social media platforms providing messaging services and connected devices like Alexa or Siri is concerning. That's right. And another concern is that machine learning algorithms might also be used by suppliers to exploit consumers' behavioural biases in a way that is not necessarily prohibited by competition or consumer law, but nonetheless leaves consumers worse off. For example, generally speaking, markets tend to be more competitive and therefore prices lower when consumers can easily switch between products. If it costs a lot to switch, then consumers won't and may become inert or locked in to a particular product. This can decrease the likelihood of competition and lead to consumers being worse off. Algorithms might make it easier for suppliers to identify particular factors or obstacles that make consumers less likely to switch products. Alternatively, machine learning algorithms might also allow suppliers to raise barriers for potential competitors to enter a market, which can also reduce competition. To do this, the machine learning algorithm would need access to relatively comprehensive and complete data. But machine learning algorithms themselves are actually quite adept at accumulating this data. In the final report, the ACCC discussed how machine learning algorithms are increasing the incidence of cross-device tracking, which involves the use of methods to identify a single user across different devices. So, for instance, both your phone and your laptop. This includes deterministic methods by tracking the user's logins on multiple devices and probabilistic methods that apply that AI to de-identified data generated via fingerprinting, mobile IDs and online cookies to create connections between separate devices. That data collected from the cross-device tracking can be used by AIs to benefit consumers. For instance, if AI used by a website learns that you are a particularly price-sensitive shopper, it might offer you a better deal or an additional discount code as opposed to casual browsers of the site. In that sense, consumer data of AI and blocking of data collection might lead to consumers missing out on certain advantages. The ACCC released a separate draft report in early September 2019, specifically in relation to customer loyalty schemes. The ACCC isn't the only competition authority concerned about customer loyalty schemes. Such schemes were banned in Norway during 2002 to 2013 in relation to domestic airline routes to encourage competition. So two of the issues that the ACCC focused on are tied to use of AI in consumer data, how consumer data are collected, used and disclosed by loyalty schemes and their partners, and the potential impact of loyalty schemes on competing firms, in particular in relation to new entrants to that market. Our earlier podcast on the Inside Tech talked about some concerns around the collection of consumer data and transparency, and those issues are relevant here too. And to pick up 
further on the ACCC concerns. The ACCC has indicated that they're concerned that consumers do not have sufficient transparency or meaningful control over the collection, use and disclosure of their data gathered through these loyalty schemes, and in particular in relation to how that data is shared with unknown third parties, all in exchange for the rewards that they receive. For instance, consumers may not be aware that even if they do not use their loyalty card for a particular transaction, data about that transaction may still be linked to that customer's profile if using the same payment card. Consumers might expect that a loyalty scheme would collect, use and disclose data relating to the kinds of purchases that they've made. They may not be thinking, however, about the other types of data that are passively provided to the operator through the loyalty scheme app permission settings, for example, access to location data or social media logons. They might also not be expecting that the operator is obtaining data about them from other sources, for example, credit ratings or health status. This is all to paint a richer picture of the consumer as a person. The more valuable a set of data about that person, the better to license to third parties or to be analysed by AI to predict the consumer's behaviour. So we've talked about the need for proper consent from consumers in relation to use of their data, both of those kinds of data, in our earlier podcast for Inside Tech, not just personal and health information regulated under Australian and international privacy legislation, but also in relation to non-personal information, which consumers are still concerned about. In a loyalty scheme, that's definitely the case. Use of an AI in relation to the large pool of data that a loyalty scheme has gathered might result in the operator being able to identify key suppliers that might be offered better terms, and in the negative, identify which products and brands aren't selling and drop those products or suppliers, and this could lead to less choice for consumers. It might, on the other hand, as flagged, result in the operator being able to identify and make to the consumer tailored opportunities for that consumer. For instance, if you've bought three packets of nappies from a particular brand in the last quarter from a particular website, your loyalty program might in the next month pop up an offer just for you, buy four and get one free. And the ACCC is not flagging this yet as an issue from a competition perspective. It's more concerned about transparency and fairness from a consumer perspective, particularly since it measured the reading time for the privacy policies for the nine major loyalty schemes as ranging from seven minutes up to one hour and 45 minutes. It will be interesting to see what recommendations are made in the final report. So Amalia, to wrap up, what is your top tip for businesses to think about in relation to machine learning algorithms. Bear in mind that the ACCC is moving through industries with their transparency and unfair terms lenses on. Think about reviewing the terms of your customer contracts and privacy policies and doing a health check to confirm you have the appropriate consents for data that you're using, particularly in relation to EU consumers where the GDPR applies, and that the terms on which you've got the right to use that data for your algorithms are sufficiently transparent, particularly if you've combined data sets from different sources which a consumer might not expect, and especially if the data relates to sensitive health issues. How would you respond to a consumer query or a notice from the ACCC about use of that information? 
Think about how you're building or training the AI or allowing the AI to train itself. There's a set of eight voluntary AI ethics principles that Standards Australia has developed this year in 2019 through consultation with the community, currently being trialled by CBA, Telstra and NAB with Microsoft and Flamingo AI. There's nothing groundbreaking about the principles. They're based on accountability, transparency, fairness and protection of humans, much like Asimov's three laws of robotics. But the aim is to have a shared basis of operation that should result in better ethical outcomes. They're voluntary at the moment, but could be useful if you're thinking about using AI in your business. Finally, bear in mind that consumers are naturally suspicious of AI, and if you're going to surprise them with an AI-suggested result, you need to delight them as well. Be ready to answer, without giving away all your confidential information, questions about how the AI has suggested a particular good or service at a particular price. Get on top of how it's learnt or trained itself and on what data sets be able to justify its outcomes. Annalisa, what's your top tip from a competition perspective for businesses to think about for use of AI? The focus of the ACCC, alongside that of competition authorities globally, on digital markets and technologies will only intensify, particularly as consumer awareness and advocacy grows. The ACCC will act to protect the interests of businesses and consumers to ensure that they aren't disadvantaged. As you said, Amalia, businesses should be ready for this scrutiny and ensure that their business practices are compliant with competition and consumer law. So just to say thank you for joining us, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Inside Tech with Herbert Smith Freehills. To find out more, please visit hsf.com. Inside Tech is a podcast by Herbert Smith Freehills, providing business leaders with insights on the advancements in technology that are transforming business models, the workforce, and the global economy. Tune in for episodes on digital transformation, cybersecurity, data, technology, and the ensuing regulatory changes. For more of our latest thinking, please visit our Inside Tech Hub on www.hsf.com.